Hi, I'm Tammy Sorensen of Sound Expressions. Welcome to episode number four of Digging Deeper in December. Be sure to check out episodes number one, two, and three for the introduction and the specifics of this podcast series. For today's podcast, I begin with several powerful decrees from Luke chapter four in the Passion Translation, pertinent to now. I conclude today's podcast psalming in the key of D-sharp or E-flat with an A444 hertz tuning. Be sure to listen to episode number one for an explanation of psalming. Luke chapter 4 verse 1 says, From the moment of his baptism, Jesus overflowed with the Holy Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit was not a one-time event, even for the Son of God. His baptism signified the moment of a continuous overflowing of Holy Spirit. One has to keep being filled in order to overflow. Whenever Jesus escaped to be alone, he was spending time with his Heavenly Father and being filled with Holy Spirit. If the Son of God had to keep spending time being filled with the Holy Spirit every day, how much more should we? Scripture exhorts us to keep being filled with Holy Spirit in Acts 13.52 and Ephesians 5.18. Being filled with Holy Spirit over and over again is the only way to walk out, not by power nor might, but by my Spirit, says the Lord in Zechariah 4.6, and the greater works Jesus himself said we would do in John 14.12. Luke chapter 4 contains the wilderness testing that Jesus endured as the Son of Man and the Son of God. There is absolutely no one who will avoid wilderness seasons. Wilderness seasons will always test three things, each paramount to relationship. Number one, our source of life. Number two, who or what we worship, as we were all created to worship something or someone. And three, our relationship with our Creator as Heavenly Father whether it's out of love, honor, respect, awe, obedience, faith, trust, etc., or one of rebellion, mocking, taunting, doubting, etc. Jesus was absolutely clear in Luke chapter 4, verse 4, about the true and only source of life. It is written in the scriptures, life does not come only from eating bread, but from God. Life flows from every revelation from his mouth. Our Creator, our Heavenly Father, the Word who is Jesus, is the only true source that sustains our life. In Him alone we live and move and have our being, Acts 17.28. We all worship something or someone. Money, career, spouse, kids, sports, music, food, materialism, athletes, celebrities, etc., Jesus again was adamantly clear about worship in Luke 4, verse 6, when he said, It is written in the scriptures, only one is worthy of adoration. Therefore, worship only the Lord your God and love him supremely. Worship also has everything to do with being continually filled with Holy Spirit. From now on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with a right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. John 4, verses 23 and 24. In Luke 4, verse 12, Jesus states, It is also written in the scriptures, How dare you provoke the Lord your God? 
The only way to know how to live out this wilderness test is to know the Word by being in the Word and by spending time in His presence. Learning to know anyone involves spending time with them. Learning to know the Creator of the universe, our Heavenly Father, involves learning to trust Him in all of His infinite attributes through relationship. Those who have not invested time in a relationship with Him are unable to understand loving, honoring, respecting, reverencing, obeying, trusting, having faith in Him, etc. Luke 4, verses 14 and 15. Then Jesus, armed with the Holy Spirit's power, returned to Galilee, and His fame spread throughout the region. He taught in the synagogues, and they glorified Him. This is the very passage where Jesus announces the fulfillment of Isaiah 61, his commission and his mission, and it very much pertains to the needy. I address Holy Spirit anointing to bless the needy from Luke 4, verses 18 and 19, when I did episode number 3. Luke 4, 24 brings up an interesting truth. But let me tell you, no prophet is welcomed or honored in his hometown. Just as Jesus was unable to perform miracles in the town where he grew up and amongst extended family members, we too will encounter this issue with extended family and those who observed our growing pains all along the way. The Berean Bible states the journey clearly. Then Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown, amongst his relatives, and in his own household is a prophet without honor. Luke 4, verse 30. But he walked right through the crowd, leaving them all stunned. I felt led to highlight this verse because of the animosity currently permeating our culture and our families. The crowd was furious with Jesus for the truth he was speaking. The same hometown, relatives, household crowds referenced in verse 24. Many of us have found ourselves navigating these murky and tumultuous waters over the past several years. Jesus demonstrated that in the power of Holy Spirit, it has no effect. He walked right through the crowd. We are to follow in his footsteps by living in and speaking his truth, being completely unaffected by the responses. Luke 4, verse 32. Jesus' teaching stunned and dazed them, for he spoke with penetrating words and great authority. The only way we will be able to speak with words of authority that penetrate is to know the Word Himself intimately, which means knowing who we are in Him intimately. As sons of the Most High, kings and priests unto Him seated in heavenly places, secure in His love and in our identity in Him, we are able to hear a now word and speak it obediently, as well as know when to remain silent. Holy Spirit is always our conductor. We must learn how to hear His voice and follow His leading in all areas of life. It's the only way His words of abundant life will flow from our innermost being to edify, encourage, exhort, and comfort all those He is drawing to Himself. Luke 4, verses 40 and 41. At sunset, the people brought all those who were sick to Jesus to be healed. Jesus laid his hands on them one by one, and he healed them all of different illnesses. Demons also came out of many of them. Knowing that Jesus was the anointed one, the demons shouted while coming out, You are the Messiah, the son of El Shaddai, 
but Jesus rebuked them and commanded them to be silent. The gift of healing is one of the greater works Jesus said we would do in John 14, 12. And it is one of the spiritual gifts that scripture exhorts us all to constantly boil over with passion in seeking. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 9 and 10, and chapter 12, verses 28 through 31. Healing is 100% one of the Isaiah 61 proclamations Jesus has purchased for all those who seek him to possess. Everyone needs healing at some juncture in their journey, whether mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. The need for encountering the healer has only intensified in this hour we have been chosen to walk on earth. How do people encounter the healer? He uses his sons and daughters to be his hands and feet. How do we release him as healer? Be filled with his word. Be filled with his presence. Be filled with his identity and authority through intimately knowing him. And be available and obedient whenever and with whomever he leads. It's a lifelong pursuit and passion of him that requires wholeheartedness to him and his kingdom, which sounds complicated, but it really is that simple. Luke 4, verse 43. But Jesus said, Don't you know there are other places I must go and offer the hope of God's kingdom? This is what I have been sent to do. In this season of digging deeper in December, Christmas, a new year coming, we are all called to carry and offer the hope of God's kingdom, just as Jesus did when he walked this earth. Our purpose in life is to glorify the Lord in all things. Our commission in life is to make disciples. What we carry, wherever he sends us and to whomever he connects us along the way, is hope in the midst of the increasing darkness and fear currently covering the earth. Hope was born in a manger. Hope was wrapped in John 3, verses 16 and 17. For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and to rescue it. Hope was, is, and always will be Jesus. A child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. The responsibility of complete dominion will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be the Wonderful One, the Extraordinary Strategist, the Mighty God, the Father of Eternity, the Prince of Peace. Great and vast is his dominion. He will bring immeasurable peace and prosperity. He will rule on David's throne and over David's kingdom to establish and uphold it by promoting justice and righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. The marvelous passion that the Lord Yahweh, commander of angel armies, has for his people will ensure that it is finished. Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7. Be blessed.